Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. Good morning, warriors. Time to start your day. your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we are continuing the series on how to get unstuck. So if you feel like you've been doing the same thing over and over again, like you're stuck in this eddy and you just can't break free, and no matter what you try, you are up against the same pattern again and again and again, well, that is you. You are totally not alone. So many listeners have been resonating with what we've been talking about and just saying like, ah, I just feel like I'm so trapped in this and I can't get out. And I do believe in liberation for all. I do not believe we are meant to be oppressed by our patterns, by our past, by our limiting beliefs of ourselves. And so this series is really designed to take a look at what is the process, transformational process of getting unstuck. And we have it broken down into four phases or four kind of key steps. And so far, we have looked at the first step as awareness and acceptance. And so in this first step, it is where you take ruthless inventory. So this is kind of looking deeper into what are the patterns? How do I show up in my life? And this is something that takes a lot of self-reflection, introspection, and consciousness. And the more we can bring consciousness to our patterns, the more we can actually see them and be like, oh my gosh, okay, it's 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 here. I can work with it now because it's conscious. I, I see it. It's not something that is just an unconscious driver that is just dictating my life because I'm now aware. Now with awareness, we can take action. So we want to identify. We want to admit. We want to process. We want to hold space for all these long-standing emotional issues, these disruptive patterns. And this will inevitably lead to grief, to feeling <laughs> to having things come up, emotions come up that have been pushed down and repressed. In my office, on my whiteboard, I have written grief in big letters and it says, go resolutely into every feeling. Now, this doesn't mean to get self-absorbed and let your feelings take you over and under all the time, but it's allowing the feelings to be a part of the process. And so with this awareness and acceptance of where we're at, what we're feeling, we begin to open up more to the transformational process. And then in the second step of this transformational process, we talked about alignment. 
And that's getting really aligned with what are the problems that you want to solve in your life. And I had some of you kind of write back about, well, why are we talking about problems? We want to talk about solutions. And the idea is that we as humans love to solve problems. And so it's not saying that you are a problem. It's understanding that we want to see resolution on things. We want to see things. We want to see resolution on things. We want to solve things. And so if we can start to put our energy into looking at other contributing, like I call these peripheral problems, things that kind of go into the resolution of an eating disorder. Because if you are to learn how to master these problems, you'll ultimately have the skills and the reinforcements to be able to dismantle the eating disorder. Because if eating disorders are really tied in heavily with anxiety, disconnection, and profound shame, then we want to start looking at how do we heal disconnection? How do we heal shame? How do we heal anxiety? And some of these are not a cure-all. It's a management. It's learning how to interact with these states of being in a new way without turning to behaviors, learning how to self-soothe. When you focus on these peripheral problems and putting your energy there, you will start to see that your eating disorder dismantles because it's you're not putting all the laser focus on this one area. So some of these peripheral problems that I talked about were decision-making, boundary setting, time management, emotional distress tolerance, codependency and forming secure attachments, nervous system regulation, community building, connection with self, friends, family, and a higher power, laughter and play, self-expression and creativity. So when you can start to take that beautiful mind of yours and start to build in some of these things into your life, whether you're learning about them or you're applying them in your life, you will start to see transformation happen. When I was recovering from my eating disorder, I enrolled in a stained glass class. I enrolled after that stained glass class into a jewelry making class. I started to connect more with my friends. I became dedicated to the practice of yoga. All of these things helped regulate my nervous system, bring more self-expression and creativity into my life, more laughter and play, connection with myself, with my friends, community building. All of these things were integral. And instead of sitting there lamenting and focusing on the food, I started to have other things to focus on and put my energy into. And I just want to hold space if that seems like, but that's so hard. I've really been struggling with this and this is all I can think about. And if it feels too heavy, just allow this idea to be something that is light and there for you to think about. And I did mention that these peripheral problems are very important to me. They're important to my own healing and they're important to the work I want to do in this world. I feel more compelled to talk about what I think are the, the basement issues, the underlying issues. This is where I feel much more called to put my energy and I will be starting a new show called Love and Learn. And you will be learning all about these peripheral problems from some of the top experts and authors in the world. And I'm really excited to still be a part of your healing journey in just a new way, in a, in a peripheral way. <laughs> I'm no longer going to be focusing uh, specifically on eating disorders. Uh, that is me as a podcast host. However, Recovery Warriors is so much more than me following my bliss and starting to talk more about these peripheral problems. Recovery Warriors is all about many voices in one journey. And so we will continue to produce shows 
on this channel for you to listen to that will cover all topics related to eating disorders from food to body to mind to soul. So stay subscribed here. You're in the right place if you want to recover from an eating disorder. I am just so grateful to be able to do this podcast, Love and Learn, and be able to channel all of my all of my curiosity because I have so much curiosity and I just am a dedicated lifelong learner. I, and I will say, you know, for me, it's learning's my medicine. <laughs> it is like I have come from some pretty hard conditions and I have to continue to learn and grow. It's it's what allows me to do my deeper healing work myself. And I'm not immune to hard times. I'm not immune to being a human. And And it's so cliche, but the more I know, the more I grow. And I didn't even know how important regulating the nervous system was until a few years ago. And I ignored how important <laughs> regulating the nervous system was until now. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Now this is actually the peripheral problem where I can put more of my energy here or really connecting with my friends and building community and dancing my ass off because I love dancing. It's really about finding these things that light you up and may push your growth edges because they may not be fun. Doing exercises to regulate my nervous system wasn't always the highest priority of mine, but I'm making it a priority. I know that this is something that will inevitably help me get to where I want to be. So I encourage you to think about your peripheral problems. Now this leads me to our third phase. I always like to review because redundancy is how we learn. So we had awareness and acceptance. We had alignment. There's so much more we can talk about in alignment, but we focused on these peripheral problems. And the third phase we're going to be talking about today is action. Action, action, action. Now, it can be so common to know what you need to do and not do it. But action ultimately is what will lead us to get the results. And the more consistent action we can take, the better. Now, I am going to raise my hand so high up in the air right now. I am not someone who has the strength of consistency. I would say I have the strength of inconsistency. <laughs> and that would is in spontaneity, which is why I absolutely love interviewing people because I have no idea what's going to happen next. That's why I love improv comedy because I get to go up there and just be a goofball on stage and one minute, one minute play a dramatic, jealous Latina and then the next minute be a frog farmer. You know, it's improv so random. But I like that. I like inconsistency. So with that said, <laughs> how do we find if you were someone like that, if you're kind of like me and you like inc- you're not consistent, well, we have to find this way to be flexible with our action and compassionate because we're not going to do it perfect. We're not going to show up day in and day out exactly the same. However, there are other temperaments who are very consistent. And I look to you guys like, oh my God, how do you do it? <laughs> if I only could do what you do, that would be amazing. And yeah, respect. At the same time, too much consistency in the wrong direction can actually really run you down and it can burn you out or it can take you away from life because you're so busy being consistent and doing the thing that you're supposed to do or need to do or have to do. This other thing on the side that's like, hey, come look at me, do me. You're like, no, I can't. I'm being consistent. So I think there's a balance here. So we want to have this balanced action, which means we really have to start to look at our life holistically start to bring in these peripheral problems. How how much am I focusing on this area of my life? How much am I focusing on this area of my life? And actually mapping out your energy. Where's my energy going in this area? Where's my energy going in that area? Whoa, that's a total dead zone in this area. I'm I'm giving that area zero energy, but I'm giving this other area all my energy. 
So we want to start to look at energy as like as a, as a currency. I'm putting this many coins per day in this, putting this many coins per day in that. And you can start to see how your energy distribution is what is creating the results in your life for better or for worse. And so we start to see how we manage our energy. This really does start to look at a day-to-day level, which then we have to bring in this idea of our habits because our habits are things that are habitual. It's things that we do over and it's very ingrained in us. And this is why I love the concept of the daily growth habit. The daily growth habit, which by the way, if you aren't subscribed, you can get a whole set of free audio affirmations you can play right in your podcast player over at recoverywarriors.com habit. Now these audio affirmations that we have as part of the daily growth habit is this idea that 15 minutes per day, now 15 minutes per day is 1% of your day, just 1% of your day is 15 minutes, that you can do a small habit. Now over time, there's a compound effect. So this 15 minutes that you invest every day over time will lead to tremendous gains because you're doing it daily. You're showing up for it daily. And we can look at destructive habits that we do daily and look at them and over time how they can lead us to go in the other direction. So we want to start to see that, okay, maybe I've had this habit or this ingrained way of being that I've been doing for so long. Well, I need to start to take action if I do not like the direction it's going to start to shift that direction. And when we can take action in this small area of our life, these little habits, these investment in these habits are what lead to long-term gains in the end. And before, and before you get all excited about all these habits, because you, you probably have tried to habit change, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's a very weighted topic and there's so much to cover on it. And this will definitely be things that we'll be diving into on Love and Learn. I totally love geeking out about habits and behavior change. And so all of that, be some of the things we'll be covering with some of the best minds. So, and, and another key thing when we're doing this action phase, right? The action is like, starting to to move forward doing these things and of course you're going to be stepping outside of your comfort zone this is an important piece of the action it's it's saying no to that thing it's setting that boundary it's saying it's saying yes to that thing that scares you it is a growth stage it will require courage and the ability to to step outside of your comfort zone and what's helpful in this in this space is is of course self-compassion always helpful to bring self-compassion into your life is to have this experimenter's mindset. Just you are in a la- in your lab of life and you are con- and you are conducting all of these experiments. What happens if I do this? Well, let me give it enough time to see what would happen, right? Let's not uh, let's not cut the experiment up too early because we do need enough data to figure out, okay, is this actually working or not working? And the more we can test these things and have this hypothesis, my hypothesis is if I do this, that, well, I will see this happen. And without an attachment to the result, right? A good scientist will never have an attachment to a result. We want to have the impartiality to be like, okay, well, this is what the data is telling me. Now, the data being more around how you feel, how you feel in an embodied state, your energy. So once again, we want to channel back into that how does my energy feel mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually? So look, this is the data that we're collecting. How is my beingness changing? Because if we're bringing this action into our life, our identity will start to shift. Little by little, our identity will start to shift because we are being different in our life. So with this experimenter mindset, you're always seeing an opportunity to learn. You're always seeing with this curiosity and this interest and just this openness and it, it, it's allowing you to see, okay, what went well? Okay, what didn't go well? 
okay, what can I improve from a non-judgmental, impartial place? All right, well, that didn't go well. Oh, I definitely could improve that. But as we do that, we're spiraling up because we're continuing to learn and grow and trying these things. Now, I had an experiment earlier this year that I was going to go to Zumba classes. And I love dancing, but it was always something I'd reserve for concerts or whenever I go to festivals. And just channeling this energy into dancing now has become so fun. And I wouldn't have thought that unless I was like, hmm, I'm going to try this one little thing. Now, I'm not just going to go once and be like, okay, that was hard. I'm out of sync with everybody else. Now, many months in, I'm the girl that's in the front being like, hey, let's go. Oh, you know this song? I know this song. Okay, we're doing it again. (laughs) And so, oh my God, I love my Zumba. It's my happy place. There's like at least every time someone's like, wow, you really love this. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) But that was an example of me finding a new habit that turned into something that I'm absolutely in love with and that just brings me the most joy. You never know where you can take action and it can truly open up whole new worlds for you. And there are things out there that you can do. There are. Maybe they're already in front of you. It's just they're not getting your full energy right now. And when we come in with this experimenter mindset, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it for this long and see what happens. Then we can start to see, well, woo, look at that. That really took off. Or, well, yeah, that didn't really do it. That that really didn't work out. Okay. Then as a good scientist, you can look at the results and find out your concluding remarks and understand, well, this is why it didn't work and on to the next experiment. So this is a process. Taking action is an experimental process. So I want you to think about that. And every time if you're pushing that growth edge, you're setting that boundary, which seems so scary to set that boundary, Just be with the experiment. Let it take shape. Let it take form. Look at the embodied sensations that come up from it. How your energy shifts mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So with that said, think about where you can take action in your life. What is a habit you can build into your life? What is a habit you can tear down in your life? It's a continuous process. So my warrior love, keep going. Keep working at it. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this warrior.